Welcome to Gulf Life Now, where you can learn about all things real estate and life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Your host is Bill Anderson, who includes his considerable knowledge and personal experiences about relocating to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Whether you're buying, selling, or just interested in living on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, this podcast is for you. Thanks for dropping by. We're going to talk today about mortgage interest rates in perspective. Uh, The reason I say mortgage interest rates in perspective is that each generation has its idea from experience what mortgage interest rates should be, or good mortgage interest rates, for example. So here we are in 2023, and mortgage interest rates are hovering in the 6% range. And after talking to uh, some individuals in the uh, Gen Z uh, generation, uh, where the comment was, I have only seen interest rates in the 3%, or 4% range pretty much in my adult life. And that's absolutely true. There was a period of time that we have been out of for about uh, six months, nine months now, that was an aberration in the entire timeline for mortgages. And this is going back about 40 to 50 years. Uh, Mortgage rates have not been that low in anyone who's living's memory, uh, and it's not likely, here's the shocker, to get back there again. And the term is likely to get back there again. It had never been there before. There were a lot of circumstances that put it there, and none of those circumstances exist in today's economy. So we're faced with interest rates in the 6% range. But here's the good news. So Gen Xers, for example, understand that that's not a terrible range because they were there before during the period of time that interest rates were actually coming down. So they experienced the 7%, the uh, possibly the 8%, the, the 6%, you know, as it was dropping. Um, and uh, baby boomers, they know about interest rates. Uh, most baby boomers, the older baby boomers, can remember interest rates that were in the uh, mid-teen range. I remember my father bought a house when I was actually an adult, and he paid 17%. I bought a house, and I paid 13 or 14%, if memory serves. So baby boomers look at that current rate and say, well, that's not bad, compared to where it has been historically. Now, uh, millennials, well, they remember paying a little bit higher interest rate, possibly something in maybe the 5% or 6%. It's the uh, Gen Zers who have received the biggest impact, at least in their memory. Uh, They weren't buying houses, probably, most of them at least, in the uh, beginning time, but they might remember their parents refinancing their home, and they may remember there's always discussions of interest rates in the news all the time, and you can't help but just pick it up from time to time. Also, uh, the interest rate on houses, even though the mortgage interest rate does not track the federal rate that is, when the Fed raises and lowers its rate, the prime rate, uh, but it has a relationship. 
So sometimes, for example, when you're younger, you're financing cars and boats and many of those things, and people do that actually at any age. Uh, that's when you first start seeing the rates. I remember uh, not many years ago, I think it was around 2017 or 16 actually, where I bought a truck and I financed it at 1.99%. Now I know there was free interest if you went through uh, the factories for a lot long time, zero interest rates. But if you went to a conventional uh, place, I did, a credit union, 1.99% was considered a pretty good rate back then. Uh, the only reason I financed it instead of paying cash for it was because I was earning about seven, seven, seven and a half percent on stock market investments. It didn't make any sense to remove money at that rate and then put it into a mortgage. Also, when mortgage rates were down in that three and four and five percent range, people were buying homes and they were taking on other debt because the home debt came up to X dollars and they found out they could afford something else. So they often went out and bought a car, they bought a boat, or they bought something else. Now, fortunately, those rates don't go up over 30 years. And there are many people sitting on those mortgages. That's one of the reasons that there's such a tight uh, housing market is because people don't want to sell and rebuy at a higher interest rate. Uh, that's a challenge. But I'm here to talk to you about the interest rates, as I said, in perspective. There's no reason not to buy a house at the interest rates today. If you're waiting for those interest rates to drop, the problem is that while some housing prices are dropping now, housing always goes back up, and I mean always. I was looking at a chart the other day for a blog article that I wrote that started in 1960, and it showed an increase year after year after year after year. There were a few times when prices came down. You know, we all know about the problems back around 2008, 2010. Uh, but some of you don't know that we also had the same kind of situation back in the late 90s and then prior to that. So we have these housing hiccups where prices will drop for a short time, but they always come back. And not only do they come back, they go up even higher. So you can't hold back inflation. Inflation pushes the numbers up. Over time, housing's always going to be worth more. So if you wait, it's hard to judge whether you can keep up with the ability to buy that house because you may need more money for a down payment. So it's a balancing act. Uh, it may be better for you to recognize that interest rates today are historically normal rates. And that's true. They really are. They're historically normal rates. Interest rates are more likely to go up rather than down from where we are. Now, I don't mean up a lot. They are pretty stable where they are now. I don't see them from my crystal ball going into the 8% range unless something drastic happens in the economy, which could happen. Uh, I doubt it, though. I also don't see interest rates dropping down in, in the 4%, 3% range anytime soon, if at all. Um, so what you can do is if you finance now and you're in a mortgage of 6 or 6.5%, then what you can do is refinance if interest rates do drop. If interest rates don't drop and they stay the same, you're not any worse off. If interest rates go up, you are better off. So it seems to me that in that balancing act, 
if you can afford to buy that house today, and that's a that's a real thing to think about. You can afford to buy the house. That means that you can afford to make the payment. It doesn't make any difference whether you can get a loan or not. You may pass the debt-to-income criteria. You might have a great credit score. But only you know in the, in the background, in your mind, if you can afford this. For example, when they do a credit check and they go through that process, they may not know that you owe your parents money for paying off a student loan, for example. That won't show up anywhere. So if you're at 50% already on your debt-to-income ratio and you then add that payment back to your parents, you're going to be very tight for being able to buy the house. So I'm not encouraging anyone to buy a house that cannot afford to buy a house. And I mean that you can make that payment comfortably. Now, there were times in my own career when I was younger that I took on a little bit more than I probably should. It all worked out in the end. But, you know, you push that a little bit because back in the day, you could expect to get uh, an increase in pay. Uh, You might get a promotion. You might get something that would give you more money to help compensate for the the, uh, difference. In other words, you took on a mortgage where the payment is $2,000 a month, and that's pretty tight for you, and yet uh, next year you get a $200 raise. Now, that gives you a little bit of leeway, and then the year after that you get a $100 raise or two or $300 raise. Eventually, the mortgage payment becomes a smaller portion of your overall spending, and you be, it becomes more comfortable for you over time. If you know those things to be a fact, and that's something you need to take into consideration when you decide to get a mortgage loan. As a real estate broker, uh, it's my job to help people find the right home and be able to buy that home for the price that they can afford and you know get into the house and close it. But I don't like to see people buying more than they can afford. And that is when that payment literally will be strangling them. Uh, and again, according to the debt-to-income ratio and all the information that's available to the lender, you look like it's not going to st- strangle you. But a lot of people have debt behind the scenes, something that doesn't show up on the credit report, some obligations that they owe, or that they understand they're not going to make as much money as they reported because this year they've lost some income somehow or there's a possibility that maybe one of the spouses will lose some income and they know this going in. Uh, I don't like to see people put themselves in that type of jeopardy because the worst thing you can do on your credit report is to leave a house and let the bank take it back over again that is terrible. That is worse than not paying a credit card, and that will stay on your record for years and years and years. It'll be difficult for you to get credit of any type if you let the house go into foreclosure. So don't buy what you can't afford to buy, and that means that the whole idea, the American dream about being able to buy a house doesn't mean that it's time for you yet. It doesn't mean that everyone can buy a house. Some people can't buy a house. Some people shouldn't buy a house. There are people that'll do just fine renting. Although what I say is you need to put yourself in a position 
to be able to afford to buy a house. It may take you a little bit longer to do that, but you need to do that for retirement. And I've written extensively about this and done blogs and podcasts about the fact that you need to have a house in order to build wealth so that you can retire comfortably. So if you're younger, you have some time to do this to get into that house the right way. And what I'm saying now is I'm taking this right back to the mortgage interest rate that I started talking about to begin with. Don't let the 6 6.5% rate scare you away. As I mentioned, if you keep waiting for that rate to drop, you may be waiting for years for that rate to drop, if it ever does drop, and then those houses may be out of your price range. You will have lost out on the equity that you would have built up, that is the value of the house growing over time. Please feel free to visit Logan Anderson Gulf Coastal Realtors. You can get to our website by typing Logan, L-O-G-A-N-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N-L-L-C dot com. That's the shortest way to get there. Or Gulf, G-U-L-F, Coastal, C-O-A-S-T-A-L, R-E-A-L-T-O-R-S dot com. If you go to our website, even if you don't live in the Mississippi Gulf Coast, you're free to use the calculators in there that will help you determine if this is the right time for you to be able to buy a house. Uh, Don't hesitate to take a look at the homes that are there. And one last thing to leave you is that one day you're going to have to work on retirement planning. Uh, I don't know how old you are. There are people of all ages that listen to this podcast, but if you are getting close, if you're a Gen Xer, you've got about 20 years to retirement. We have a series of articles that We'll talk about this. We also have a whole series of articles on our website about millennials buying homes. These are very in-depth with calculators, tables, all kinds of referral information in there, not just about buying the home, about uh, obtaining insurance for the home, uh, what happens after you buy the home. A lot of people will go in and buy the house and don't realize that they have a lot of obligations afterwards. Home ownership comes with some responsibilities and some costs, and you need to understand what those are. And we have a great article there in our uh, blog section that you can read, plus many other articles about things that are very helpful to you on our website. As I said, gulfcoastalrealtors.com or loganandersonllc.com. It's the same website. It takes you right there. Please uh, listen to our future podcasts on Gulf Life Now and go to our YouTube channel. And we've got some nice YouTubes there. Uh, And thank you. Please come back.